Yeah. This is View from 202, a New York Red Bulls fan podcast, available on viewfrom202.com and wherever you find podcasts. Check my style, check, check, check it out. Check the style, check, check, check. Episode 127 of View from 202. It's Britt, Peaches, and Sam. Uh, Are you guys excited to enter into a new era of this podcast? Uh, Tell me more. I I just since we started this podcast in 2016, the team has never been bad. I I mean, the team has been bad. Surely we've never started a season poorly. Well, we've never started a season one one in six, six, right? Well, okay, we're skipping ahead because I very strongly believe this is substantially different than that so far. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. The only sporting event I saw this weekend was the Bahrain Grand Prix. So, I did. Those are just what did you say? Words the the Maha, the I Berger, was able the the, 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 the Yeah, uh, I was able to barely watch this game. That happened. Well, I I watched all of it. Every single second. Close, probably. Yeah. Would you, would you care to recall it in great detail? I don't know if we yeah, really need to. Do we have to? Yeah. I think we can kind of just, just skip straight to the conversation of just, yeah, we look uh, we look bad. Team The team might actually just be bad. Now, why? All sorts of different reasons. But, you know, I will say in comparison to the previous week's 1-0 loss, you know, which which against Orlando, it really felt like a nil-nil, and it was kind of just, like, punctuated by one error that in many ways you could see from coming from a million miles away. But, you know, other than that, Orlando is pretty much a nil-nil game. This one, we also don't seem likely to score at all, but really, I, I you can't say the same, in my view. You, we should have given up one or two in the first yeah. half. And I think... No, no doubt. Even after we concede, uh, you know, that... Chicago could and or, or yeah could have scored again like even like let's say the goal that we concede is weird it's like a janky own goal kind of uh and let's like you wipe that from the record I think in 40 more minutes played there's nothing about any part of that game that makes me think that we would have scored or that Chicago would have not scored either so like I, I for this this to me is just a full capital L like in a way that Orlando wasn't even quite. But um, was this the worst attacking performance you've seen in the last four years? It five years. Yeah, I think it has to be. I think this is the most inert and confused I've seen all of our guys on an individual level. I mean, do, did did is, we it, ever was, look like we were gonna score, or, or that we had any? I'm, I, there was one period of play, actually. In like the seventieth minute, where we held on to the ball for a little bit, which again, not necessarily good, but like where where we had some sort of semblance of control and initiative. But other than that, was there was there really any moment where you thought we were were coherently stringing anything together? Not for me. <clears throat> no, I don't. I don't think so. And like possession also doesn't mean good performance like right. we had what 60 60 percent possession did we 
it was pretty high. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I, I know. It. I know. Into the first half, we had sixty-four percent possession, um, and after we conceded, we continued to take possession. It was just meaningless possession. Yeah. Uh, no real sense of awareness uh, of where players were around people. Mm-hmm. One pass that really resonated with me was that Danny Royer kind of like no look flick on yeah. that he had to literally nobody to, yeah. to four uh, Chicago defenders. Um, and I think just that like sense of those around you know our players like yeah. that sense of like where you are in relation to total confusion to to your teammates it was just non-existent um it just looked really messy yeah um you know uh, i think like that's just talking like i feel like we can only we should just talk about the attack right now like yeah and we can go down the fucking list of all the different types of positions and where people fell short and it, um but i think that like we brought out the same attack and i think this is kind of why i was like so frustrated with the orlando result it's like I don't care that we gave up a goal. Like, like you know, that sucks, and we shouldn't have given given up a goal to Orlando, but we should have scored four. Yeah, like, I think- like we should have scored goals in these games in these situations. Like, um, you know, last year when when we had bad games, it was like, oh, we play we're playing the B team, we're resting accordingly, um, and I think that we had an opportunity to be like, yeah, like we're back and healthy, and we're gonna like tear shit up, but we effectively didn't do that. What were you gonna say? I have I have a coworker who doesn't really follow the team that closely. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a, a, a U.S. men's national team guy. Um, but what he said to me kind of kind of rung true is that, um, like, no matter what happens, even a janky own goal against Chicago shouldn't cost us necessarily a point. Yeah. And right. I guess this is the thing, this is also the thing that we said if he's last week. Yeah. I mean, it's not that deep. No, right? this is the thing yeah. that we said. <laughs> like, we, we all know that's a problem. Is that yeah. on on paper, on paper, a loss away to Chicago should not necessarily be like the worst thing in the world. You know, all things being equal, it isn't. But all things are not equal here. It's also the way that we lost, and just the the straight continuity of total garbage play from this team so far in 2019. Really, the the you know, decent, competent halves or or minutes have, you know, really been fewer than anything, um, you know, than the just pretty abject stuff. And I think for this, you know, attacking theme, I think, you know, I was joking that every single player looked like, you know, the, the meme of like, you know, the lady glancing left to right and like the math, like, you know flashing up on the screen just like (laughs) trying to do like you're just like trying to do a million like decisions in your head and like it all comes to nothing and (laughs) fittingly enough on that meme you can see that the math on that is actually just like high school like algebra (laughs) and like high school trigonometry which i think is also fitting because it's not like the plan is like really like elaborate or like anything it's just like you're kind of just stuck between trying to make decisions and it reminds me that the one thing that players raved about all last year and in 2017 to a slightly lesser degree was when talking about the red bull structure and like rb2 and like the ascendancy of long into the team and integrating guys like adams and Shikovsky coming from abroad enabled the slot in. They all talked about what an asset it was to have simple instructions. And you could know, you knew exactly what you should do 
at any level of the organization the minute you set on the pitch and that you could do it with full confidence in what you're doing and how you uh, fit into the squad and who would be where and that as a player that was a dream for you um thinking about the opposite for instance would be Klinsman. remember Klinsman when he was managing the national team gave literally no coaching or instructions to his players at any time and then just screamed at them that they needed to up the intensity and their fitness when nothing really happened looking at this game i can't help but feel like really sad that we see him to have lost that element of having that simple instruction and clarity in all of our roles of our players in the pitch. And it pains me to see everyone look so indecisive and torn between two worlds on every single time they have the ball. And as a result, they're also just standing around when they don't have the ball. It's brutal. Yeah. There was like one moment when I think Shikovsky was like in the midfield and he like kind of runs up pretty quickly, gets to the, like the top of the box um, and then the ball swings out wide and he just is walking. Like, yeah. like I feel like I've never seen such like a nonchalant, like la-di-da sort of approach to our style in the last, I mean, year and a half for mm-hmm. sure. A couple of years, surely. But like, it, it just, it felt so weird. Like, you know, you see Sasha Klesch do that every once in a while. And be yeah. like, man, this dude does not fit into our style of play. But like, do you, you know, Shikovsky is not the type of player that you really think about in that way. Yeah. I think I think there are two kind of things you can ask here. Is if if this is more a question on is the tactical clarity good enough, or is or are they giving too many choices to the players? Because I think one is easier to solve than the right. other. Well, I think, I, can you expand on the the second one a little bit? Because well, on the, on the second one, I think it like if if we're talking about indecision and we're talking about confusion, it might just be hey in this situation you're allowed to do this or this, but maybe in the past, because we're trying to add nuance, we're actually kind of, you know, in a way, removing that tactical advantage. Why? What is nuance? That is that is the question. Well, I mean, exactly, yeah. like what we call, what a coaching staff might call nuance. Yeah. <laughs> I think there are, to this question, there are several different layers or, or modes of analysis, I guess. One is the tactical one, which is, that we have lost Adams and that our two central midfielders are are not exactly performing his role. The uh, the other one, I think, is that kind of system-wide instruction one that we're talking about, that the, the instructions and roles being assigned to players and described to players seem to be less clear. The other one, and what you're, I think you touched on, Sam, about Riza is kind of like a, a system-wide coaching level where the body language and the palpable disgust on the team's faces and, and just being completely over it are like nothing I've seen. Yeah, I mean, look, I like... I feel like you're trying to make a point here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, for the first... Like, I just fundamentally disagree with anybody who says that like... Uh, it's a talent issue because we took the same fucking 11. It's a talent issue. 
I don't know, but like, <laughs> but people are saying like, you know, and no, but no, ta- like a, ta- a talent issue would be like Tyler Adams no, no, is no. gone, and like right, and that there's been like a huge disruption to the talent on the squad. Like no, 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 no. Like fuck that. We like we like, Atlanta. Go watch, go watch the Atlanta game. Go watch how like ferocious and uh, just like chaotic, Shakovsky uh, and Davis were. But the difference is the staff is the same as that game. So that that like I feel like is a hard argument to make for that reason. Okay, so the thing about the staff, though, and the coaching, so I guess, like, the elephant in the room, or the thing that you're pointing out about me you're is... Just, you're just saying Arvids. That, that I'm... Yeah, basically, I'm suggesting that the problem is the coaching and, and the manager, Arvis. So, fair point, though, that last year, under Atlanta, we had the exact same staff. It, yeah, it can't be a player issue. It's a... Yeah, right. Or, but the question... The, the explanation for me, or the way as I see it, is... Last year we have Jesse. Well, staff including players too. Right, right. Okay, but as for like coaching direction and kind of the whole coherent team as an organization, um, last year we have Jesse doing full realized energy drink soccer up until July, the most we've ever seen it. I want to push back against that. I I don't think we've yet to see fully realized energy drink soccer. Compared to years past, years past, certainly right. The um, most energy drink. The most energy drink soccer to date. Really just like knocking the doors off of, of teams. You know, think the 4-0 Derby win is, is the quintessential Which one. That Well, right. But the league one in particular. <laughs> um, I don't think we've ever seen anything like that. We can, He, of course, leaves. Velo gets injured. And Armas takes over. And as there was a lot of writing about, you know, we get a little bit more... Um, contemplative, or have a little bit more possession, uh, a little bit more passes. We also see Muil go into the squad instead of uh, Velo, different kind of player. But why then are we seeing a com- such a complete departure in this season? I feel like for me, it's that when you're in the middle of the season last year, it'd be easier to kind of have a residual or like an inertia of EDS that you established that a whole preseason that did four months through the actual season and you kind of keep going with that you 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 maintain that for the rest of the whole season and then we do see some tweaks that Armis makes and and presumably the rest of his coaching staff under his direction make but now we're seeing all of that is gone after an off season everyone at home clearing their brains and now we have a full preseason of Armis ball and I think this is what Armis ball looks like and it's in its clean slate form do, do you th- okay so do you think this has been a gradual transition to a new coaching identity then i don't know if it was really gradual or I like think. over time nah, since last no, season I, yeah i don't you're think you're saying it was it's really abrupt. gradual you're saying abrupt over the off season you're saying that 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 chris or the off season just accelerated well no that chris looked at the kind of the template that jesse had left he used that but added his own flair to an extent carried out the season and then once they lost and did not achieve their goal of winning the mls cup well they they, they you know chris had the off season to come up with his own plan no, and, I mean, now, think, and now he's fully fledging his own style i think this is his own i think this has always been his impulse i mean i'm, I'm frankly somewhat skeptical skeptical to the extent to which he has really a fully coherent realized plan but um I think basically the players had an inertia going of the like full eating. The leftover. Plan. Yeah. And that, that coasted and continued. And to the point of us failing the, 
the off season. I think one really critical point is that that Atlanta debacle comes from us not playing energy drink soccer. Okay, maybe hold on. Question though, it, if 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 this was. If, if there is one staff difference, it is the absence of even Tyler Adams in the locker room. Right. Well, that's the other aspect, I guess, that I, I don't know if I touched upon when outlining the different things. But, yeah, that kind of Tyler leadership Adam, aspect. Well, do you think Tyler Adams himself might have been the residual energy drink soccer? That, yeah, that's a great point. I think I was joking earlier that, that uh, you know, maybe Tyler, just by the way he – is <laughs> is and has played and has literally played his entire professional career could do nothing else but ignore Armis and everyone just followed his lead i think that's plausible i mean yeah i i think the only other thing i was could think of and was thinking about today was that you know i want to like uh, if you know we're, we're we're very critical of Armas, and we're getting very short tolerance um, uh, or low tolerance for for any more of this. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, how many more games of this can you guys real realistically take before? Well, what's the solution be- before he wants to come out, or like before you want him off? Well, the I team? mean, it's a good question because it brings yeah yeah. What's the solution? I mean, uh, two weeks ago, or even just a week ago, once the final whistle blew against Orlando, I was saying to you guys. Like we need, you know, we need to start thinking of like a long-term plan, a long-term replacement. I mean, in the way this game, I think, I think we were kind of jokingly like talking about this a little bit more seriously than we, or less seriously than it turned out being. But like last game, we were saying it's almost unfortunate the Chicago game is away because that gives like a bit of a longer leash. Yeah, then. but I don't know because I think the way that we've lost in all these games, it's the continuous. way that everyone is at each other's throats on the field and just not showing any leadership. The way that Luis Robles keeps on saying that he's having, you know, real discussions in the locker room about guys, we need to bring up the intensity where it's like, clearly that's, that's just missing the point. Like entirely. Like, I think that that has added to an aspect where like, I'm looking at if we, if we lose on, like, I don't think he will be fired anytime soon, if ever. But like, if we lose on Saturday at home against Minnesota, like, like I think that's real, like actual ring the bells territory there. I, the only point that I was gonna bring up is that, like, I, I want to give, you know, Chris a little more credit. I, I want to give the 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 guys in the eleven a little more credit, um, and, and really the depth of the team that we've built, um, uh, and, and like. The only other alternative I could think of is that this is uh, a pra- really an exercise of deploying the plan B to EDS when it doesn't work or does not succeed. And that we're essentially teasing out other ideas so that when, 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 when it doesn't work, when it doesn't actually work, in, there, there is an effective alternative that can throw teams off. I mean, that, that's the only, and that's the only a, and positive... That, that, that's, sort of spin I can take that's, on that's, it. That's, I, th- I think is a, a ridiculous take, and I think it's stupid. And I think uh, I think if <laughs> if anyone thinks this, they should reevaluate what they know about soccer well, the plan, and come back because 
Like, what, 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 I guess the main point is that the, <laughs> we've talked about this before. The only times we've ever successfully been beat tactically and just been downright lost is when we've abandoned the central tenets of what this team is. Because yeah. we know at the essence, the quality of this team is dependent on following through with with this specific philosophy for this the squad of players we've specifically sought out right. to carry out this and action. you know what? I feel like the fact that Tim Parker's been central in a couple of these latest mishaps is not... Uh, a coincidence. As you well, don't think it's a quality issue? You think it's a deployment issue? Cause, yeah, because it reminds me of what I said last year at at after Atlanta leg one, where Parker, you know, ha- has one just his total cheap beat for the first goal, and the third goal he's just like totally lost and all over this over the place. Which is that he in particular seems to suffer the most from the changing instruction. That when our players are you know, in that game in particular, we spent the whole season basically giving them that hunt and kill instruction and that kind of like role definition that they did so well. The successful early in college. Yeah. All of a sudden, <laughs> you know, in Atlanta, we say, okay, sit back and wait. And, and it does kind of like surprise Atlanta for a little bit there. But He's then you can see that like, well, it's just like, it's, they've completely, it's completely changing their game. Yeah. They're, they're in effect a different player then. Cause you'd be asking them to do a different set of things. They have some, you know, basic you know uh tenets or or, uh attributes and stuff like that but like it's like you're you're asking them to do something completely different and i think parker to me seems to suffer the most from this in in not having the same kind of game plan being attributed to him or being assigned to him and i think that's a thing that that explains partially why all of a sudden this literally record second setting team has everyone looking terrible on an individual level simultaneously next to each other um you I mean it's an it's an abandonment of what we were good at yeah that's it you, you, and to, you, but to it's the question but, it, but, of, but it's but it's like uh, like i can't think that chris is so incompetent as, as a manager that he's just trying this and this is like plan a like this this can't be know. plan a yeah. like it, it's, it's so bad like it's, it's so so bad, so bad. <laughs> yeah. it, it, this can't be it like this literally can't be it uh, jesse would not have left the team in chris's hands if if this <laughs> was the this shit was... that we were going to like going to pull End up with like there's no way right there's no way that, that this yeah. is it so also i i can't think of this as anything other than a plan b also i, I um Going back to the whole, like, idea of, you know, like, we need a plan B to energy drink soccer, I think, or, like, the system or whatever we've been doing tactically is that, you know, there have been times when the system, the plan have been foiled, but I don't think there's necessarily ever been a time when the tactics or the system haven't beat it, except for maybe early Greg. But that was even before we had, like, a more fully realized version of what we're seeing. And also... We have to mention that that, at the end of the day, was us getting in our nerves as well and conceding a goal in 16 seconds or whatever, or yeah. like 10 seconds or whatever it mm-hmm. was too. I and and the, and you you like you asked me where I got, like this quote that made me really angry last week. Yeah, was, that's the other thing is okay. that the quotes he keeps on saying. I swear <laughs> to God, each one seems worse than than the last. Right, and this one was before the game, and I was just like, do, oh, do you is- have the quote? Well, I, I can I can give you a paraphrase, but it's just kind of like along the leagues of when he was talking about how the league has been maybe adapting to the press and that, 
you know, other teams are doing like playing different ways to figure it out. So we need to find a different solution or whatever. Um, and I think I think the biggest thing was kind of like about the pressing necessarily. It's like at the end, you just like, you know, maybe this weekend we'll get to press, which is I feel like kind of against the point. Like we are supposed to impose our press upon other teams like we're supposed to be the one setting the rhythm no matter yeah. what and he had another comment i think in this section about you know like oh you know we don't want to just give them the ball and play defense which really pricked my ears up because there is this great article i can't remember the website it's on but it's about marco rose's salzburg team describing the press that they do and the one quote that or, or the one line in it that sticks with me is describing the philosophy as defending is not defending, it's merely attacking without the ball, which I thought was a great way, way of describing yeah. our, the first half of our season. Yeah, and the the description of just our press being merely giving the other team the ball and playing defense seems to, to miss the point so drastically that I'm worried. And look, yeah, we've teased out before, maybe Chris is just not a very good communicator. That seems evident, or at least not to the press. You know, maybe he's he's great off camera. You know, among the team because they do like him. But just with more and more of these quotes, it the the doubt grows that there's there's really that right. I feel like if if like the Tifa football tactics videos on YouTube describe it like in ways better than your head coach. Yeah, like that's kind of an issue. Yeah. Yeah, I just I, and then I guess also Sam, like the the thing that annoyed me most was about like the pressing thing. Like maybe we'll get the press, and it's I think because you're what you said, like obviously uh, struck in your head with me. It upset you, um, but it's, it, okay. it's just like w- when teams in this league try to adapt to the press and successfully do so, the answer is not to find a solution, but to press more. In a way. Maybe. I mean, like, I don't know. I think I would just stick at or the point. Or lean into it. I would just stick at the point maybe that literally no one's been been more successful than when we were doing it. Or the best, no best team really in the league it. since we've implemented yeah, it, right? Yeah, I just don't see it. And then what I was talking about last week as well, of just this being the time to press that structural advantage of the rest of the league too, with our depth, with our two-team, with our unity of tactics and purpose in the whole organization. This is the time to be doing that. So to be departing from it in what appears to me to be a kind of incoherent way really strikes me as a huge opportunity yeah. lost. I mean, like, like how, if, 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 if people in, you know, Germany haven't been able to re- fully crack the press other than ultra talented super clubs. Yeah. Bayern Munich. You know, <laughs> like, like, then what well, the solution like, there is money. Like, yeah. <laughs> like what, what's the fear that fucking the mighty Chicago fire, uh, have really figured us out and we have to go in and, and just do the opposite of what has been successful yeah. for Cause us. Cause like, you know, Ponovic, Chicago's manager does a decent job game planning for us, but he did not reinvent the wheel this last weekend. He like played us a very common sense, way to play against that us. people have played against us before like and and same with uh orlando the week before and it's like even you know what even if they did figure it out like but it's not what, the same way what they've figured out what they're playing against is not even under your drink, drink soccer in the first place right so but, it's well, like, but what well, yeah even if they figured it out it's not quite the same way that we used to play teams that quote unquote figured us out in the past right either 
It's not as aggressive. It's not as like, oh, there's a chance we're just going to lose it at this point. It's more of a... Yeah. You know, something I realized today, I watched the Arsenal game, and when they earned throws, <laughs> I was reminded of the fact that last year, and and this year until I've sadly learned better, like, I would actually get excited when we conceded a throw. Or it's like, if we conceded a throw, it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't right. like, oh, we're going to have to wait to get the ball back. Because right. I was like, that's great. You know, if we concede a throw deep in their half, like, that's all, that's almost a great opportunity for us. So it's like, because we, we are dangerous literally on all parts of the field. We are attacking, but without the ball. Now, completely gone. Yeah. No. It, that, that, I, like, if we concede a throw, then we might not see the ball for 10 minutes, you know, or like see meaningful. Uh, uh, interaction with the ball in ten minutes, and I, I guess that's the thing that it's disappointing me the most. But this, this, uh, these other things about Armis Wilson Renz that we see the we see the return of the Jorgensen for midfield sub this week again, yeah. which is like you know I it, heard it worked better this time though. I mean, I I don't know, I don't know. I mean, like <laughs> we we get more presence on the ball after that largely because chicago are content with their single goal to lean back yeah and they basically they they sit back a little bit yeah. more and it doesn't matter because we're we're not creative at all with what we're doing because everyone no one has any idea what's going on but um you know it's just do, with the do sub, you it's think like, we've essentially lost half of our attack because we're the, the pressing scheme is obviously different half? yeah what do you mean by half because like, like, like why half because I think we were always attacking before, and now when we're I defending, mean, we're kind of oh, defending. Oh, I see what you mean. I worry that yeah, we've okay. lost more than yeah. that. I mean, it just it comes across we've lost, to me. We've lost the attack. Yeah. Like, it, we've, sorry, we've lost defense as attack, but we've yeah. also lost the our attack, attack, as attack as attack. So we've like, lost all of the attack. We've lost most of it. Like, I mean, I'm sure that's what you're about. You're about to say something very similar. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it just it comes across to me is that it's just like six or seven guys making something up out there. Like it, 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 yeah, and that's why they're just kind of wandering around. Well, I feel like in a way, even last year, it was like that. I think we gave our attackers freedom, but I think it was a little bit more directive. I think it was a little bit more vertical, so they didn't have time to think more. Yeah, it just yeah. I don't know. Like, uh, uh, what stands out to me is that putting putting Brad in that deeper role in getting Jorgensen out or uh, up top. Um, I think just says more to like Armis's lack of confidence in Davis or Shikovsky in, in filling in that position, being that central attacker or even Bezikor in this case, who doesn't see any minutes. Yeah. Um, I just don't, I don't get it. Like, and, and, that, and I think it's cause it's so wild to me that we're doing this. That that's why this whole notion of a plan B comes up because I, I can't fathom this as the solution for the issue is that it doesn't come across to me as a plan. Is uh, part of the issue. It, is maybe maybe like, it's just it's just such a bad plan, which I think could just speak to really Armis's you know lack of of really know how as a coach. Um, and I think you know what I'd hope is that he realizes this at some point that this isn't going to work, and, and that he has to defer back to what 
used to work and really defer it back to energy drink soccer uh, as the approach. Uh, I mean, they, uh, that's that's what I hope. I hope because because like yeah. I don't see this being successful. I don't see <laughs> I don't see Brad thriving in this role in the last fifteen minutes yeah. of the game. I don't see this as a good use of Jorgensen's time. Yeah, uh, I don't see players Passers. like like Danny Royer is just so ineffective in this in this position. And then right. you know Ivan comes on, he looks pretty good. He looks he looks all right. Like, yeah. uh, but also there's not a lot of. I just feel like they're all playing so separately yeah. and they're just kind of looking to like hopefully put things together. Right. And also to this point, they look, like, they look like they hate each other. It's like <laughs> tactics can be theoretically fixed. Leave Kyle Duncan alone. But they look, they, they look like they hate <laughs> oh each other God, and yeah. they don't really care and they don't want to be there and that it's nobody, like they're just bucking the responsibility off to somebody else, which is something that is, can potentially tank permanently for the season. Okay, I mean, here's here, here's kind of like, I guess the conversation that is kind of couldn't come up. There's a lot of institutional support and confidence in Chris Armas. They made a huge deal by making sure he's not interim. Head I guess. Manager, right. I, I, okay. Okay. To some extent. Like, on, on the PR side, like yeah. he is our head coach. He is the permanent role right now. Like he has the seat. How short of a lease do you think he is on? Um, because I have a feeling he's not being experiment. Like, my first instinct would be he's not being as experimental with his lineups or his tactics um, with what, like, is on the bench, maybe necessarily like Bezacor, um, because he feels like he's on the short leash. Or do you feel like because he is in state as this, like, permanent coach, he just doesn't really trust them? What do you mean? Like, he, he doesn't have the capacity or, the like, the swagger that Jesse had and just, like, being like, all right, let's put Caceres in the lineup. I, uh, but I mean, maybe. I mean, he does honestly, put in enough. I don't he know puts if it's about a year in. Yeah, I, I just mean, don't like, know if it's enough. I mean, like the, the, the I don't know. The, I don't think the eighteens have said enough to me. There. For for me, I'm. I, I think I'm further up the road with my pessimism about uh, it being kind of a deliberate armist thing. I, like I'm, a safety I'm, thing. Yeah, I my you know my 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 skepticism that I'm trying to ward away. Is that he just doesn't know what he's, know what he's doing? All right, so okay. just like flat, flat okay. out. And, and like, if, if this is the question, then like it doesn't seem like there really is a contingency plan, though. Right. So this is the institutional question then, because it's like it it raises the question of what what would it look like? Because this is also an interesting point where in the first time in a while, and I'm kind of borrowing from stuff I was talking to Cork about here. The first time in a while that you know we we haven't had uh like an outside like within rbg but like outside sporting presence in the club so like before we had roxburg um kind of setting up the infrastructure in the background while petkey was kind of just uh holding the fort down then we have uh curtis come in um with jesse over time, it becomes apparent that Jesse is actually the RBG guy over over the long haul. He really buys in, gets rid of Ali for them, and that uh, that's kind of the outside impetus that gets that's that's what oversees the uh, firing or, or the departure of Pecky. Is that we kind of still have the soccer program intact. We we it's not a total reboot of the entire organization. Um, then when Jesse leaves. For Leipzig as well, it's like we still theoretically, you know, have this plan. We still have the spine of the whole sporting organization and tactics and strategy in place. But now it's like 
we don't really have that. Now everyone here, Dennis and Armis, are both kind of, uh, you know, MLS guys who have been around. They're identified by Jesse to come alongside with him, but there's no obvious kind of like RBG presence within RBNY. Bradley Carnell. Carnell, weirdly enough, is the only real guy who's kind of an RBG guy on the staff who's kind of just, an RBG is just Red Bull Global. And he's really only here for the Vibranium. Yeah, so. classic. He He's just getting uh, sidetracked. Um, but yeah, it's a weird situation where it's like, if you do make a change, who exactly goes? Is it Armis? Is it Armis and Dennis? Is it Armis, Dennis, CJ Brown? Is it everyone? Is it, does Wallenek make the move up? Like, to what level the twos are does, playing really well yeah does to bradley carnell make the move up i mean honestly that's one like maybe that's my hot take for the week is that like i could see that scenario where our, where bradley carnell is the last man standing and he's at least maybe an interim while while everyone else maybe gets the boot not wallenek i don't think but i could see either carnell or wallenek being last man standing here but and, you know, I could also see Dennis kind of just being last man. But to your question of, to your point of Armis having well, institutional support. Well, is Dennis support, making bad signings? I don't, yeah, I don't know. But uh, Is he? Has he made one? Hmm? Before we get there, I, mean, I think Armis yeah. having institutional support, though, is that stories that Mintzlaff, Oliver Mintzlaff of Red Bull, flies in kind of the week that Jesse really forces his hand and is like, look, you need to you know, hire me. Um, interviews Armis, rubber seals it, or, or rubber stamps it. Now, in one sense, it's like, okay, yeah, he passes muster with everyone. Armis has global approval. But I think there's plenty of room in the recounting of that timeline to see Minslav being kind of not necessarily sold, but just saying, okay, fine, he, he, he's, he's fine. But the enough. fact that there's skepticism that he, or, or that he flies over here, be like, is this guy a total nobody? Like, can we just can we just do this at all? Leaves some room for me to have doubt as to whether like how much you know Armis actually has really higher up approval. But then again, I don't know how closely Germany or, or Austria are paying attention. But final thing I'll say on this point is that talking about Germany and Austria, you got to say looking at the the RBG project globally right now. Yeah. Leipzig, firmly back into third, largely in help with Tyler Adams. But they, they've they made the climb into Champions League spots of the Bundesliga. Tremendous mm-hmm. achievement. Basically only have Bayern and Dortmund ahead of them as their white whales. Salzburg made the Europa League semifinals last year. Uh are always dominating their domestic league, had a little bit of a letdown in Europa this year, but they're basically now Europa League knockout regulars. They're pretty much always there. Brazil, they are, uh, their existing team is like in the Serie D, where they actually got really close uh, to, or they're, they're about to maybe win the uh, Sao Paulo State Championship, but doesn't even matter because they've decided to double down and Bye. merge with yeah. a team called Bragantino, and that will get them to Serie B. And the proof of concept is showing there. So globally, as you can see, the entire Ralph Ball 
kind of concept you can and say Red that Bull about soccer. Us too. Yeah, we also just won the shield last year. We're all using this we've qualified for Champions brand. League what, three four years in a row. Yeah. We made the we made our continental just like Salzburg we made last the qu- year. Quarterfinals three times in a row. Just like Salzburg last year, we made the semifinals of our continental championship last year. So on a global level, if you're Red Bull, as Shep loves to say, <laughs> you're looking at this and you're saying like the the machine the machinery of Red Bull soccer is humming along perfectly. Contrary to what Armis is saying about teams figuring it out, globally in the Bundesliga and you know elsewhere, they're not necessarily figuring it out. Like the 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 proof of concept remains. Just, so I have to be looking himself. at or at the MLS squad and going, why are they the outliers? Well, right well, well, the question he's overthinking it though. Well, I mean, the like, question is how much of it is just Tyler Adams then? Yeah, no. I mean, on For the one Leipzig? hand, sure, but uh, yeah, I don't know that 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 can't be enough. That can't be it. For for Leipzig, it... I mean, that might be part. Like yeah. it, it could be partially just Jesse. And but Tyler. there was time before but Tyler like, Adams was Tyler Adams. Like, and, and we did yeah, all right. That's true. That's true. We we did all right, we, but we've we never won a done shield. As well as when we Tyler finished. Adams we finished Tyler first Adams. in the East twice with without Tyler mm-hmm. Adams. And the other the only other year Tyler Adams was really a force in the team. We came in fifth, and we were not particularly. But good. we've only had one year of Tyler Adams in central midfield. Sure, but like we've done well. Ultimately, yeah. like, and that was the only year. Also, we got it's a, it was only a game, but, but we my point is that, no, I, I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate. I know, because, but like, I'm that's... just saying that we've we've done it without him too, and, and I think that we've like also built. You know, we talk about this big system, and like we've built something that should be able to withstand the churn of players because yeah. of, of our depth that this we've talked about nonstop point. for a, over a year. But if it, even, that is now, but if even the Bundesliga team is relying on the generational talent, is is like. I well, think that's a we, fair we enough have, point. We have already acquired, we have supposedly already acquired ours in Christian Casares Jr., who's not seen who the field. Who hasn't played. <laughs> yeah. And my, uh, so, okay, two things. This brings me to the invocation of the one in six start to start the episode, which is that this feels substantially different to me than that. Because, one, our team didn't look like they fucking hate each other during that, during that mm. stretch. There were times. I don't know. Never I don't, forget Carl we met. They're they're real that the what are you talking about Slapgate or whatever that wasn't during that I don't <laughs> yeah think. that wasn't during that yeah uh, <laughs> wasn't it no I, don't think it was, so. I think it was like during a series of series of draws but that's, we but had. like for no 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 that was uh, an early game that no, was, I don't think so I think that was a way like that was Montreal early. I don't know I it was no early. that wasn't that game but anyway yeah but that is a good example game. you're you're watching no, that was, that was, that was a different I don't year. I don't <laughs> give a shit about that move we're Watching those games, it was like things where Chris Duval would be at center back or Carl Mouet would be at center back and be like, okay, we're just like, or Taxi and, and Connor Lade are playing center back together. And you're like, all right, something is clearly fucked here. It's right, like, we just never had center backs yeah. until and this And there year. was also kind of a sense of like, we just kind of felt a little aggrieved and that we were like actually getting kind of unfair results in some ways and just things weren't really bouncing our way and that you got the kind of sense of continuity and I think that we could bounce back from it. And there was that great, like, you know, Houston game that Felipe lifted us up on his shoulders for for this I I like I don't think there's really a light at the end of the tunnel for this where it just looks like we're we're we seem comparatively much more just like plainly flat and then on the Tyler Adams thing as, as well we've mentioned his name in the same breath as Felipe before where you know uh, maybe there needs to be that presence on the midfield or in presence on the field at all. Senkaku. The way that Luis Robles is not doing that at all. You can prove the haters wrong in Vancouver. 
I mean, this is the time when we need <laughs> we need leadership on the field, yeah. uh, and having it in the net is just not enough. Yeah. Okay, so so I take back my didn't watch a large part of the game. Kamara came off again. Yeah, I mean, I guess we can talk about the rest of Fucking the game. Fucking hell, did he? Yeah, he did. Kamara's alive. He's worn the kit that I bought, so it's not it's not anachronistic. Kamara comes off for yeah. um for and Lade comes on. Beautiful. But at that point. I fucking it, I scrubbed it, that from my memory. It, 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 it was is it an injury. Is. It was, I think, preemptive, right? So, um, you think he, he took a bit of a knock um, when he was recovering? It was like a counter that they didn't that that Chicago did not end up scoring on. Uh, but Kamar Kamar looked very, very, very slow. Uh, he pulled up afterward, uh, and that's because after that they took him out. Amazing. Well, there you go. But I think it was more preemptive because it was, a, it was pretty relied. light. Yeah, but maybe our team doesn't rely on Kamara. Maybe we're just shit. Yeah. I mean, at a certain point, it's like... I mean, the same fucking argument, you you know, with, with Adams too, though, right? Yeah. Like, but, like, Jesus. Hey, at least look. <laughs> at least we're not City. City got, <laughs> got smacked. Still winless. <laughs> Atlanta as well. Have they won a game? I don't think they no, have. No, no. Atlanta's in flat out yeah, last at least place. Yeah. One. Also, shout out Montreal getting rocked, yeah. uh, one to seven. Yeesh. Against hell. SKC. I gotta figure out a team to ironically support. Actually, I guess I don't need to ironically <laughs> support a team. I can just do Houston this year. But obviously, I'm still supporting wow. the Red Bulls. Wow. But they gotta, find, they gotta find replacements. A replacement yeah. for that guy. Oh, I already found my replacement team. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, really? Yeah. Let's go Loons. Wow. Oh, so that does bring us to Saturday. I will use that as <laughs> At a least segue. I think Western Conference. That's yeah, um, true. We're all kidding about replacement teams, unless anyone really jumps off in this. But, I was saying Boo Earns. Okay. Lou Earns, clearly. <laughs> um, Saturday at home, we're just one-segmenting this, uh, against Minnesota. Um, honestly, like this is the inverse of our big club shit mentality, which aged very well. Where it's like I don't really give a shit about how well man- <laughs> no, Minnesota is doing. We need I don't to, think we, you understand. Big club mentality to- is exactly putting the manager on the hot seat. Yeah, that's true. We need to, but like at a certain extent, yeah, they've gotten better, yada yada yada. But we still, we like really need to fucking win this game. <laughs> Flat and simple, you know, like. Like if we, I don't know. The, I guess the darkest part of me has been dabbling with accelerationism, uh, you know, both <laughs> and also about soccer <laughs> sometimes too. But you know, um, where it's like the most likely scenario remains that we will have a mediocre season, not a disaster of a season. I think, and that you know, Armis gets appointed for life as a result. Okay. Like, but, okay. Um, what? Wh- Weird scenario. What does happen if Armas just gets sacked next week? Yeah, I, well, next or like even just like even in a month, I don't know. What if they just send this blogger guy from Salzburg? What I just I'm I'm hoping for. I'm hoping for Rolf, Jose Mourinho. Rolf study abroad. <laughs> Rolf study abroad. Yeah, he's like, guess what? I always wanted wondered what Harrison. New oh no! If we're like, gonna abandon EDS, I want to abandon EDS to Jose Mourinho way. Yeah. Damn. Hey, uh, who is the most decorated? Steve here? McLaren, I think, is is available now. <laughs> is uh, Sam Allardyce still? Uh... <laughs> yeah, but now he's openly racist instead of just ninety nine percent suspected racist. Ah, uh, so Johnson. <laughs> Johnson. 
No, John Sitton. We should hire. Oh, him. Um, God, I don't know about that. <laughs> That's too advanced for me. I can't. I can't keep up with that shit. I don't, there's too many level, layers of irony. I'm gonna leave that to Cork. But I don't know. I mean, if Armis were to go, it does represent a kind of an indictment of of the larger project. Does I do, it? I do think it's plausible. Is it an indictment how, of the how, coaching how so? pipeline? Well, yeah. Explain, explain yourself. How is that an indictment? Because yeah, I think it. Because, or is it saving the project? Because Dennis yeah. was, I think, supposed to kind of babysit Armis in a way, and it's noticeable that he is in. What if they both get sacked? Right. Which I admit, I'm. I've been. It's harder for me to envision that. I could see Dennis still staying because also he's the only person on the squad right now who has head coaching experience. Also, he hasn't really made necessarily a bad signing. Mm. You could, I mean, we all know the, the party line on Rivas and Redding, but mm. arguably Redding mm. is still a bad signing. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yep. Arguably, he mishandles Fidel, even though we saw Fidel was a quality player sometimes. Um, Mokeda, was that? Excuse me. I mean, obviously the man's Excuse a legend, yes. but like, you know, Excuse Dilly Duca, does that count? I don't know. Dilly Duca was arguably not a bad signing. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I can't we even... got him for nothing. I, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we didn't, we didn't risk anything, I guess, except his prorated salary for one year. But I don't know. Maybe we're getting, maybe we should... I mean, what if we're probably going to recover and finish like fourth or something? Ew. And we're going to look stupid in this podcast. I don't know. Or we're just going to over well, overhaul this like whatever well, the fuck we're rolling out. That right is now. my disclaimer. I say that if we do recover from this, I want the record to show that at this point in time, April. This is not an April Fool's joke. <laughs> April first, twenty nineteen. The uh, like we genuinely did look like just complete dog shit for for like a solid 80% of the halves of soccer we've played this year. And that if we had turned around, <laughs> it will re- have represented a turnaround. And the one was against San Jose after we had already conceded. the worst yeah. team in the league. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And due to their man marking, maybe uniquely suited for us to just tear apart like that. But man, this episode is depressing. I don't I mean, well, what do you expect <laughs> when you like hit record? Oh. Uh, I miss being a big club. Well, at least we're fired up. I don't know. Yeah. So Saturday against Minnesota. I've said my piece on not even feeling the need to explain. You know, here's the thing about Minnesota. My expectations are set. If we don't win at least 4-0, oh it will God. have been a failure. No, I will, t- I will take a 1-0. <laughs> I mean, do you really think we're going to score four goals? That's the thing. It looks depressing. Like, there's our inability or unlikelihood to score is just really, really jarring. I mean, I feel like you talked about how Armis is saying that there are so many different types of styles of play that he wants to deploy on different teams with different players we have within our roster. I mean, he talked about, is that one clip where he did talk about different players bringing different styles of attack to the table um, and putting on different combinations of players to do different things when he did not want to do the press. But maybe he's realizing that that's just not working. I mean, he's got to look at the results and he can't just be like, man, this is so close. Like we're almost there. Like there's like no sign that what we're doing is even <laughs> working in any close. way, shape or <laughs> yeah. form. There's nothing about this that's good. Right. And I'll, so, and I'll, 
like it's gotta he's gotta look at it and, and just realize that like maybe as just a litmus test we need to go back to just pure eds and just throw it out there for a game and do it in a way that we did it last year because we know we can do it even without mm-hmm. tyler adams yeah whatever happened to we don't look like us like we haven't looked like us yet yeah yeah right right that's what i'm saying like, like, like that, that used to be a talking point i, I what think is there, there needs to be a reference point this I, is, is us. that's what that shows about i finally can tell you <laughs> wow about this it's about the red bulls being disappointing <laughs> But it might Jesse, not be that far. Off. That's why it's always <laughs> suggested to me on Hulu. So oh, yeah, would have thought. Well, it's just it's one of the like I feel like there are five different TV shows that just have generic like happy looking B roll, and that's one of them. It's like what is it about? No one knows. Oh no, that's the one with the sad looking B roll. This is us. Oh yeah, sorry. sorry. Oops. Well, Minnesota is two and two. They've wow, most recently. <laughs> I mean, let me check that. Yeah, they're only they've only played four games. I guess we've played four games. Mm-hmm. So uh, two and two, they have beat the Vancouver Whitecaps three two. They beat the San Jose Earthquakes three zero. But as we know, fucking anyone can do that. <laughs> um, they lost to Galaxy three two, and they lost this weekend to New England two one, which not great. Um. Darwin Quintero, of course, is their big guy. Ozzy Alonzo now plays for them. Um, we should still beat them. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, yeah, 100%. Like, uh, was the refs game in New England? I, I believe so, yeah. yeah I guess that... that uh, either way, refs are bad this year. Like, they're, they they do not look good. Um, uh, but but I, I don't know. The, yeah, there's no excuses at this point. Like... All right now, and like you look at this team, you look at the results we got at home against significantly better teams throughout the course of last year, um, uh, and you look at Minnesota. No matter what form they're in, uh, and like this is an absolute win uh, on paper. Yeah, but we've seen all this bullshit the last few games. It all boils down to the strategy. If 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 Chris kind of like just keeps going marching forward with whatever he's doing right now we're not we're, we're, we're shuffling side to side more like yeah right right moving forward yeah quite yeah allegedly uh we're definitive loss there's no doubt about it um i don't see this working i don't see brad dropping back as a a deeper playmaker um and in uh holding up holding up play as an effective uh use of his time and i don't see jorgensen scoring any goals because of it um and i hope i'm wrong because then that you know throws a wrench into all of our discussions but but uh, that to me that's not going to happen we're going to something new to talk about what personally i'd like something new to talk about what it, well, you mean like right now or in general? No, in general. Okay. Or like, what, what, if, what if we just talk? Errors. What if we just, we, you know, we can just talk about the old stuff like we last talk year. About good can we talk things. about last year? The good things from last year? I just wanted to say we could talk about good things in New York sports. Which, yeah. Mm. Well, that we? was a good chat about that. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah cool. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, cool. man. <laughs> um, uh, I think Costas needs to play this Saturday. If Costas doesn't play this Saturday, that's a huge what the fuck. Yeah, agreed. I, we had two gas midfielders and no Costas. It was wild to me. Yeah. What is it? Game week six. Uh, nah, what do you mean? Like for us? Uh, 
maybe. I, I, don't I think know how it's that time works. for Matthias Jurgensen. Yeah, if he start. wants to play Jurgensen so badly, he just should play him instead of Brad. I mean, weekend. Royer's giving me no reason to think he should start. Um, I mean, Ivan, I feel like, has just looked better in yeah, that position. Yeah, let's just switch Brad Ivan, and... Ivan should start. Omir should start. Jorgensen should start. I, I, I don't know. I, can but, you prove... Can you can you give me an argument otherwise? Like, yeah, let's just start Omir and uh, Jorgensen over Brad and Royer. Why not? No. If I were Chris Armis, I would simply start Omir Fernandez at all 11 positions. <laughs> <laughs> why? Yeah, I don't understand why we haven't done that. God, if we, if, if we squander Omir and his career just never takes off because we waste in this this, this one season scheme i'm I'm gonna be so mad but at least below died before he had to see this well, at but, least he could probably go to like salzburg or yeah well brazil i don't know what even to ask uh i guess i mean we, obviously we didn't go and woke because fuck that but uh <laughs> yeah hell yeah prediction i guess the, mo- the the softest, weakest way I'll ask for a prediction ever. Um, this is going to be the most... I think this might be worse than a 1-1 nil- uh, one, one draw. Wait, so you, so you are going with 1-1 one, one draw? I'm going to go with a 1-1 one, one draw. I think this is going to be the, the worst possible outcome. Okay. You would say a 1-1 one, one draw is the worst possible outcome? In terms of like long-term team performance. <laughs> yeah, and long-term <laughs> suffering. Okay, I get you. I get you. I don't know. 0-0 zero, zero is not the worst. I'm feeling zero, well. Zero. I feel like the heart crushing. I feel crushing. like zero zero is definitely the worst. I have no reason to think that we're gonna like score. We're gonna get know. an equalizer, but it's gonna be like weirdly hard crushing because it's at home. So who cares? No, no, no. I think a you'll goal be would like, do wonders for this team. You'll be like, oh wait, we're cheering this much for an equalizer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like that's gonna be the feeling at home against Minnesota. It's been a while since we've ever done that, but I don't think we score. Yeah, like I don't. I don't know. Do you see Brad scoring? I, I don't see anyone I mean, scoring on any back line. Yeah, we scored four goals two weeks ago. I know, and like yeah, three weeks ago. But if it's San Jose, if you're if you're a head case, like you know, a little time on the bench is okay. Like it's it's okay. Like it's okay to sit Brad. I don't know why that's such a, such an issue for yeah. us because the only time we did sit him was when we were winning. Oh, that reminds me of the other time, thing I was right? going to say is that another possibility is the soft coup, the classic Henri, Peggy, Robin Frazier, soft coup of Pecky, Petkey. Who would do that this year? I don't know. Maybe we can keep that in the back of our Do we even have forward. anybody? It's Kaku. That's what Kaku was trying to do, maybe. Maybe yeah. Kaku was right. Maybe Kaku's trying to win the locker room. Has he been through this before? Has he ever thro- overthrown the coach? See, Kaku's posting in English now. Yeah. New levels. He's... Even though his game on the field is is stagnating, he's really uh, still achieving new levels. But I mean, I think like you know, to be the messy messy one here, I I think there might have been a bit, like a correlation with Kaku's performance last season with the Armist switch over. I mean, they're they're and the drama. This how is season. this how is this getting messy after everything we've said? Yeah, really. <laughs> Well, I mean, well, it's true, yeah. But like, I mean, Velo also. Well, I mean, like, just to talk about like interpersonal drama. Oh yeah. Like, I think the agent thing might have, and the, like the the actual like yeah. desire to move yeah. away might have. Every been... I say every day or every week since the fight in the tunnel happened, I'm like, mm, you know what? I don't know. Takes two, I guess. Like, especially for you know Armis's reputation as a player's coach. What you know, we're not seeing much of that. 
But have we bummed everyone out enough for this week? Should we should we try to we're probably over an hour already. Should we try to keep it merciful to everyone? Yeah. All right, Saturday. Hopefully we're gonna all laugh about how wrong we were. Not even to be there. Uh, yeah, I, I'm. I can't be there. But that reminds me of another point you're facing, Sam. Is that these these path delays are are worse than we realize. And if we if we start, you know, sucking. regular loot, yeah, if we start sucking, it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna be a lot to be on the train for three hours. It's, to be it's, our, it's a harder decision. I mean, it's a lot for us, and and we love this team. We love yeah. this team enough to, like to start a fucking podcast about it. Yeah. Uh, well, that's not why we started or, the podcast. Or, yeah, right. We love ourselves enough to start the podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah we the all, team was just an We all like yeah. the same thing. Oh, yeah. when I when I moved to Brooklyn, <laughs> I was just assigned to podcast, and right, this is what yeah. I was given. Mm. This is when we met, right? Right. Am I the only one that remembers this? <laughs> it's like, yeah, here's a college diploma, and here's yeah. your podcast. Yeah. Welcome to Brooklyn. Yep, yep. I, yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but, uh, like, for anybody who's wants to get into soccer in the New York area and doesn't want to support, you know, a piece of garbage team, uh, in the Bronx, you know, they they actually hear about the Red Bulls and the good soccer they play, uh, and the cool atmosphere and the cool like stadium. Uh, and you know, it only takes an hour. It takes less than an hour to get there. Uh, people will commit to that trip, even if they've never been to a game. Not takes two Uh, hours. And you, and and as a fan, you would take your friends. Like, because you don't mind subjecting them to an hour or 45 minutes of additional transit. Yeah, this is now an apology. That's fine. (laughs) But like, you, you can't do the same thing when the trip now takes an hour 40. Um, It's like, oh, I'm sorry. This will get better in two years. Like it takes, you know, it takes over, like this is two seasons of this. Yeah. Like you can't bring your friends. Like you, there's a little incentive unless you go for the day and make it a whole day out. Right. Um, and then also the soccer is not particularly good. Uh, I just feel like it's, these things are going to kind of compound on each other. And then we're just going to see, and we've already seen low attendance, partially for the weather, partially the new season, uh, partially, you know, I don't know what the marketing strategy is right now. Uh, but overall, like... I don't see it getting any better. Do, do you? No. Yeah. I don't know. And it seems like attendance is and like, like, like sure. Like, board, like numbers but. wise, like, yeah, that's fine. But like, but as like relative to other seasons, I just feel yeah. like there's, there's even less of a reason to go out to games like right. on the field. And then with the transit bullshit. Also, I feel like MLS in general kind of is like at a Slipping. standstill for negatives. Yeah. And I then, think so too. And I think that's fine, but I think there's just a lot of other things kind of happening right now, specific to Red Bull that I feel like are pretty bad. Yeah. And just even thematically, I feel like also as well, the, the main energy and identity behind the team in the last year in particular has basically been that we're really good and that we play this brand of soccer. And it's cool. And it's really it's like, wow, this really amazing system that has actually yeah. worked. And in it's one of the best leagues in the world yeah. is now like available in the U S and like, is something you can see in person. And it's and exhilarating it's, to it's watch like in person. So, it's better in person. The chaos is so, it's, it's like awe inspiring. Yeah. And so I don't know. It's, but now you don't, now you don't get that. Like, we don't you get this a, long yeah. ass trip on uh, the like the longest path commute possible, yeah. um, and it's just an overall bummer. Yeah, I have to say, going upstairs and then going back downstairs to get to a different platform to a different subway is kind of annoying. Yeah, wait, wait, wait what do you in like mean? a different way than it was for? Um, oh, you mean like getting out of yeah. the uh, West Fourth? Yeah, in a different way than like the the Fulton Street uh, transfer. Oh, I love that. That was perfect. Cause like yeah. it was weatherproof too. 
Yeah. Also, just kind of like nice walking like right through the Oculus and like heading right to the train. I guess we'll still get a couple Wednesday games this year. Hopefully. Yeah, I was gonna say I've never been I've never been as excited for a Wednesday game mm-hmm. as I am right now. Open Cup, maybe that'll be the banter. We'll still win Open Cup. That'll be good. That'll be a successful season for me. <laughs> sure. We'll get back in the Champions League. Exactly. So. <laughs> All right. Should we wrap it there? Hopefully, we'll be laughing about how wrong we were soon. But till then. Look, my nigga, this is dedication. This is anti-hesitation. This is a real nigga celebration. It's a dime block declaration. 59th and 5th Ave, granny house with vanilla wafers. It's the remedy to separation. Tupac of my generation. Blue pill in the fucking matrix. Red rose in the gray pavement. Young black nigga trapped and he can't change it. No, he a genius, he just can't claim it. Cause they left him no platform to explain it. He frustrated, so he get faded. Like deep down inside, he know you can't fail. How long should I stay dedicated? How long till opportunity meet preparation? I need some real nigga reparations. Or I run up in your bank just for recreation. Dedication, hard work, plus patience. To some more of my sacrifice, I'm done waiting. I'm done waiting, told you that I wasn't playing. Now you hear what I've been saying. Dedication. Dedication. Spent my whole life thinking out the box Boxing homies three on one Got DP but I ain't dropped Chirp on me, here I come Spin around the block They broke on me Said I ran a stop sign But that's a lie I spent my whole life staring at the stage Playing Sega, daddy smoking shirt Mama playing spades, catching papers Grandma said I get some Jordans for my grades That's my baby When she died, my heart broke a hundred ways I spent my whole life trying to make it Trying to chase it The cycle of a black man divided Trying to break it You take a lost shit, don't cry about it Just embrace it Minor setback for major comeback That's my favorite My nigga L said you do a song with Nip K-Dot, he a better crip I said he a man first You hear the words out his lips About flourishing from the streets To black businesses Level four yard living Giving to false imprisonment Listen close, my nigga. It's bigger than deuces and foes, my nigga. Since elementary, we close, my nigga. You're straight like that. I give you the game, go back to the turf and give it right back. For generations, we've been dealt bad hands with bad plans. Prove your dedication by hopping out Grand Ams. I'm at the premiere, politicking with Top Nip and Snoop. Damn, Pac watching the way we groove. Dedication. If it ain't congratulating, then I look like hey, If it ain't congratulating, then I look like what Nip said. Hold up. La. This ain't entertainment, it's four niggas on a slave ship These soldiers to spirituals I swam against them waves with Ended up on shore to their amazement I hope the example I set's not contagious Lock us behind gates but can't tame us Used to be stay safe, now stay dangerous Cause ain't no point playing defense, nigga That's why I dove off the deep end, nigga Without a life jacket Couple mil, tour the world, all my life cracking Cook the books, bring it back so it's no taxes Royalties, publishing, plus our own masters I'd be damned if I slay for some white crackers I was mapping this out, I hit the heights backwards Hopping out the 85 and Reebok classes Read a couple marathons just to get established To make it happen, you got to have it Dedication, hard work, plus patience To some more of my sacrifice, I'm done waiting I'm done waiting, told you that I wasn't playing Now you hear what I've been saying Dedication Dedication. Ah! Ah! <laughs>